Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of What's Stopping You with Kelsey Jones. I'm your host, Kelsey Jones, and you guys, this episode has been a long time coming. I'm so excited to welcome Adrienne Finch back onto the podcast again. If you don't know who she is, Adrienne was previously on another episode of mine back in May, I believe, and we talked all about manifestation and becoming the CEO of your own life. I think it was called Adrian Finch on manifesting your dreams into reality. That was such a good, good episode. You should definitely listen to it if you haven't. But if you don't know who Adrian is, she's an entrepreneur, a YouTuber, professional development coach, and host of the podcast that was once called Self-Made CEO, now rebranded and named Self-Made Mastery Podcast. You guys should definitely check her out. All of her links will be in the description. And again, if you haven't listened to our first episode, you should listen to that because you might be a little confused as to what we talk about in this episode because we kind of just like dive right in. So yeah, highly recommend that. But I don't do a really formal outro in this episode. I just kind of said goodbye in our recording together. So I'm just going to go ahead and take the opportunity to say, go follow me on Instagram. My podcast Instagram is at what's stopping you podcast. We have over a thousand followers on there. That just blows my mind. I'm so grateful for y'all. As well as if you want to follow me kind of on my personal journey and just learn about more of who I am as a person, you should follow me on my personal Instagram. It's just at Kelsey Lynn Jones. Those are all the places you can find me. I'm always on there. Feel free to talk to me. As well as Adrian, she's always on her podcast and personal Instagrams as well. So if you have any other questions or anything after this episode, feel free to DM both of us. Again, all of our links will be in the description. But yeah, I'm so excited. Y'all need to listen to this. I know it's a long one, but again, I could listen to her for hours and I know that y'all will love it. So we'll go ahead and get into the episode. Hi, Adrian. Thank you so much for being back on the podcast today. Of course. Hello. I'm happy to be back. Oh my gosh, you guys. So if you didn't know, if you're a newer listener, Adrian Finch and I have done a previous episode together here on What's Stopping You. It was probably back in April, would you say? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy that it's already been that long. It doesn't seem that long ago. It doesn't at all. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love to know what you've been up to since that episode. Oh my gosh, yes. Well, first of all, I I forgot even that my rebrand was after we spoke. So um, if you guys didn't know, I have a podcast. It used to be called the Self-Made CEO Podcast. It's now called Self-Made Mastery, and it's the same exact show. It's about um, you know, all things biz- business mindset shifting and just, you know, chasing your dreams and, and understanding how to do that. It's a lot of like tactical, practical, you know, strategies to be more productive and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. And to actually be able to, you know, manifest your dream life, which is kind of what we're talking about here. Uh, so I did go through a rebrand again, same podcast, but you know, as you're creating and building a business, you always have to adjust as you go along. And I just felt that, you know, I loved the name self-made CEO, but I just felt like it didn't fully encompass what I was talking about. It didn't quite address the mindset portion and, you know, mm-hmm. it, it felt a little too businessy. I think for people searching it, 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 you know, they thought it might be something different than it is. So hello, motorcycle in the background. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I did a rebrand, changed up the logo a little bit, the colors, but overall, same exact thing. 
only other update for you is that I actually got COVID. <laughs> I did oh get it. Oh my gosh. It. Um, it was not bad for me. I was very lucky, but it was just so weird. Like this is what the whole world is going through and talking about. And then I freaking had it in June. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, but I'm good now. Glad you I'm made it out. <laughs> thank you. Me too, honestly. Very glad. <laughs> and you guys hear me literally every week, so I don't have any new life updates to share. I'm actually started school by the time this episode goes out. So hopefully that's going well. Mm -hmm. It's be my senior year of college. So crazy that it's like almost over. I know. Time flies. I know. Oh my gosh. But I'm very excited to have you back on the podcast today because I knew after last episode that we did together that we needed to do an even deeper dive into manifestation. We barely scratched the surface. So today I just wanted to talk more about surface level, what manifestation is, as well as kind of the law of attraction. We didn't even get into that until the last episode, as well as other conversations, more scientific based, as well as just our thoughts on manifestation. So yeah. So I wanted to just quickly recap our last episode to like set a foundation for what this episode will be about. Um, Last time we primarily talked about being the CEO of your own life, which really uh, paralleled nicely when your podcast is named Self-Made CEO and now Self-Made Mastery. You guys should go listen. I was actually listening right before we recorded this right now. But um, we talked about that, taking control of your own narrative and manifesting the life you want by focusing on the things that you want to bring into your life. So I'd love if you haven't listened to the episode, please go listen. It is so, so good. And again, sets the foundation for our conversation today. So if you need to pause this one, go listen to that one and hop back when you're done. But If you have listened, why don't we do a quick recap and just tell us a foundational explanation of what manifestation is, and then we can explain maybe how we use it in our everyday lives. Yeah. Yeah. So manifestation and I mean, goes hand in hand with the law of attraction and we'll be talking about both. Um, But manifestation itself just means like the physical materialization that results from creating and focusing on thoughts and beliefs. So I kind of created my own definition that's a little bit deeper, which is that. Um, But you're basically it's, it's when thoughts and emotions and beliefs when they materialize into the real world. So if you have desires and you intentionally focus on those desires, those things you want, you can bring them into your physical reality. And it's happening through the power of intentional thinking and focusing and, you know, feeling that emotion that would come with with having that thing you desire. So really that's what it is. It's bringing something into your physical reality that you desire Mm -hmm. and bringing it through the power of thoughts and feelings and beliefs. Wow. That was great. Nice and brief. Love to hear it. Um, So what is like an example of how you use manifestation in your everyday life? Totally. So, you know, there are many different ways to kind of think about manifesting. You know, on the one hand, you can have a very specific goal, like I want to manifest a new house and you, you know, create a vision board and you sit down every day and you visualize and you really embody that emotion that you'll have from having that thing you want, that house, when you walk in for the first time and what does it look like? What does it feel like to have that thing you want? That's like, that is manifestation at the core. Like you choose a thing you want and you intentionally focus on it. There's also kind of the type of manifestation that's just kind of your everyday lifestyle and, and, you know, there's ways that it's woven into your everyday life. I feel like right now that's more what I'm doing. There isn't like one specific thing right now where I'm like, I want to manifest this one thing 
like really hardcore. So kind of what it looks like for me every single day I've noticed is, you know, when you're first learning and you're new to it, you want to be more intentional. You want to make vision boards and be glancing at them. You don't necessarily need to sit down every day and be like spending 30 minutes visualizing, but just (laughs) simply even having a vision board or a phone background or something there that your subconscious brain can kind of see and, and it triggers it. And you're kind of like, okay, it reminds you of things you want. Um, But also certain things such as just being able to let go of the outcome of things and just kind of trust that things will work out the way you want them to. And and honestly, the power of positive thinking, like those types of things are what I'm practicing and doing on the daily right now. So my, my daily kind of lifestyle consists of, you know, not letting these little negative things bring me down and like sh- trying to shift my mindset out of that immediately. And, um, you know, those types of things, because even though, uh, that may not seem like, oh, you're manifesting a specific thing into your life. This all goes hand in hand. That is the law of attraction at work. If something bad happens to you right when you wake up in the morning, you stub your toe, you spill your coffee, you have a choice right there. If you're going to embody kind of that negative feeling, that anger, that like frustration, you will then, because like attracts like, you will then potentially manifest more and more kind of negative things throughout your day or mm-hmm. you will choose to view them that way. Yeah. If you choose to let it go and just breathe for a second and not let stubbing your toes on your coffee like affect you, then you can shift that mindset quickly into positivity. And that power of positive thinking is what's going to allow you to continue, you know, manifesting good things throughout your day. So I, I would say for me right now, that's really what I focused on is just kind of that daily lifestyle of like constantly having that type of mindset, letting go of the outcome, not letting, you know, not sweating the small stuff and just really focusing on the good and focusing on the fact that I know that I can succeed, that I know I'm capable of it and always thinking that way. Cause the more you just put that vibration out there, the more that it comes to you. And it's so true. I've seen it happen a million times. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now, I think is more so the the overall kind of lifestyle of manifestation. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I agree as well. I think how I kind of embody a manifestation mindset in my day-to-day life is, again, just being as positive as I can and just focusing on the things I want. And when something doesn't go my way, not putting my time or my energy into focusing on that so much as focusing mm-hmm. on the good. So, right. I would love if we could take a minute to talk about some things that we're currently manifesting. So what are some things that you're looking to bring into your life in the next month, year, and five years? Ooh, I love that question. Yeah. So, I mean, I was thinking about this um, because I think a lot of, you know, again, a lot of it is like kind of on the day-to-day, like just, you know, keeping that positive thinking. But when I think about my goals, and I I think it's very important of a huge reason why a lot of people don't have success manifesting or at least right away. And I say this all the time is because they don't even necessarily know what they want or they Mm -hmm. think they might be like, oh, I don't, you know, I'm not succeeding the way I want or something's wrong, this and that. But, But sometimes the very basic question is like, well, what do you want though? And you'll find a lot of times people haven't even gotten to that point because they're like, oh, well, I can't, you know, like nothing's going my way or I can't have whatever I want. So I'm not even gonna go there and think about it. So it's really fun to think about what you want. So lately, um, something I've been wanting more of, and this is a little bit broad, but is just more laser focus on like specific kind of elements of my job. I feel like something that I tend to do is get my feet (laughs) dirty in all these different Mm -hmm. kind of projects and different things. I have a podcast, YouTube channel, TikTok. I, I do other stuff, make merch. Like there's all these different things and I love doing all of them. But something that I've really wanted to try and manifest is a little more 
like being pointed in the direction of one or two of the things that I'm doing and really focus on them, like laser focus and align with them and work hard on just them for like six months, right? So I guess that's what my goal is, is to see how far I can go if I kind of eliminate some of the stuff I'm doing and really laser focus on one or two. So the part where the manifestation comes in is I'm having trouble choosing and figuring out like which one I'm supposed to kind of like stick to and Mm -hmm. and run with. So I'm sort of just sitting back and letting the universe kind of point me in the right direction. I'm just focusing on like being able to increase my income stream by not adding on extra work. So meaning like creating a revenue stream or a type of passive income where I can do the same amount of work across the board, but I can bring in more revenue because perhaps it means, you know, I do an online course. And so I can have, you know, a thousand students or 10,000 students, but I'm still creating the same amount of work, Mm -hmm. the same course. So that's kind of my goal is to get there. and, And the manifesting is coming in from just letting the universe kind of point me in that direction because uh, I don't really know right now which what that'll look like. And so I'm just trying not to think of the outcome. I'm trying to like look out for signs and just really focus on achieving more by doing less. That is my goal. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. what about you? Oh my gosh. Okay. I have a lot of different things. I feel like I'm a constant like goal setter and very goal oriented person. So I would say within the next month, I just want to like manifest sanity in my life and just like organization. Like I said, I just started school. And so obviously doing the podcast, working two jobs, going to school, like doing all these things, it can cause you to go a little crazy at times and feel like your life is disorganized and a mess. So just manifesting some sanity, some peace and like getting my life together within the next month. Mm -hmm. As for like, oh, totally. As for like a year's timeline, um, I will be graduated in a year and I would love, love, love to have a job in New York City by then. I've been talking about this wow. recently and I just like have this feeling like it's going to happen. Nothing's going to stop me from making my way to yes. the big city and just like, you know, living my best life. So I'm hoping that by September next year, I will have a job and doing something I love, hopefully. But, you know, anything that'll pay the bills and get me to where I want to go is exactly what I'm hoping for, as well as five years. Five years is, like, big because, oh, my gosh, in five years, I'll be, what, 26? Oh, my gosh, that's scary. But I think in five years, I would love to see – I mean, I hope it's in less than five years, but realistically, in five years, I'd love to see like success with this podcast and just my social media Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. That's something that's a big goal. And I know it takes a ton of time. How long have you been on YouTube? You've been on for years. I've been on YouTube for five years. Yeah. Yeah. You've been doing this podcast for what? Two years? Like a year and a half ish. Okay. See, it takes time. Time flies, man. When you're making content that you like, oh, time flies by. Yeah. So I'm just manifesting success for this podcast and maybe other future social media endeavors. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, yes, girl. You will absolutely be able to do that. I mean, even having the attitude of just like, you know, I know that it'll happen. I just have this feeling like that is literally the law of attraction Mm -hmm. at work. Like sometimes you can't explain it. You're just like, I just know. And our goal here, our goal with even training our brains and kind of, or like untraining our brains to think certain ways and training, retraining our brains to think in other ways. Our whole goal is that, you know, we start like getting those like intuitions kind of, and just those feelings all the time of like, that is 
you know, manifestation at work, it's it's pointing you in that direction of saying, I don't really know how or why, but I just have a feeling this is going to yeah. work. And that's pretty much a telltale sign. We can train ourselves to have that feeling. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and get into the meat of the episode. So first, I kind of want to address all the skeptics out there because there is a ton of science behind manifestation, but still a lot of people think it's like magic or like some supernatural situation and not backed by logic when in fact there is a lot of science behind it. So why do you think people are skeptical about manifestation? There are so many reasons and honestly... I so understand why so many people are skeptical. Our brains are wired to think logically. We are very simple beings at our very primitive core, right? Like we are out there to survive. We have survival Mm -hmm. instincts. We want to, you know, like we don't want to be put in situations that are scary or uncomfortable because at our very core, we fear death and we fear not surviving. And, and even if it doesn't like, obviously we're in a modern time now, we're not cave people, but (laughs) really that's where the root of a lot of stuff is coming from. And so when, when someone introduces a theory like this, where you can't physically see it, it's, it sounds a little woo woo, right? You're like, oh yeah, just think positively. Like, okay. My mom used to tell me that my whole life. And I was like, yeah, shut up mom. Like, (laughs) okay, whatever. I'm totally sure my positive thoughts are going to like bring things into the world. Well, meanwhile, now as an adult, I'm like, oh my God, you were saying that for a reason, weren't you? Um, (laughs) But no, I mean, I understand. I think the reason why a lot of people are skeptics, number one, we're kind of touching on it is that a lot of people just have the type of analytical brain and you guys can do personality tests and kind of figure out like what kind of brain and personality you have in terms of how you understand things. So if you have a very analytical mind, then you need proof to believe something. And, and I don't blame you. And it's not your fault if that's who you are. If you're sitting there like, I just have such a hard time believing this, like that's okay. You might have the kind of brain that like, you kind of need that proof. You need that evidence and it's kind of natural. So I think a lot of people just don't believe it because First of all, they're maybe not doing a deep enough dive into learning really what it is and how it works. And that's why I love emphasizing the scientific part, like as you mentioned, because for me, I want to show people like, hey, this is real and here's the actual proof. So for all you people that need proof, here's the proof, because I was kind of like that at first too. So I think that's one reason is just people needing proof. And sometimes it's hard to see proof of this, right? You can read a million people's stories online. That's actually something I recommend skeptics to do is like go Google like manifestation stories. There are thousands of people being like, I did this and this and this and this. Um, That's also why I created, I have an episode on my podcast that's manifest anything in 24 hours. And what I do is I have people start with a very, very, very small object or thing that have no stakes because another way to get that proof is that when you realize you can manifest something so small that has zero stakes that's like you know the most random thing you don't care about the outcome which means you're gonna successfully manifest it right so Mm -hmm. then once people see that they're like oh my god I have my own proof and so I can actually I see this working the other reason I think people are skeptical is because I kind of touched on this but we can't physically see the process of manifestation working, right? We can't, I always use this analogy. I actually kind of, I was at this beach last weekend with my boyfriend. We randomly got into this topic of conversation, like about the law of attraction and manifestation. And I noticed all of a sudden it got really windy and I was looking out. It was a beautiful sunny day. It got really windy. I could feel the wind on my face. There was a tree above me and the leaves were all like moving. And I just thought to myself, isn't it funny that, 
wind is something that we can feel on our bodies physically. We can see it affecting other things. Like we can see the trees moving. We can hear it sometimes. So we know it's there. We know it's there because there is proof. We see it. We feel it. But it's not something that we physically actually see it itself, right? So then my mind is like, okay, so if that's if that's logical to us, then why is it that something like this, where it's the exact same thing, we see the effects, we feel the effects, but we can't physically see manifestation. Why is it then that we just all of a sudden throw that out the window and don't believe that? What's the difference, right? Between that and wind? Well, part of it is we learn about what wind is growing up. We learn about it in class. We know what it is. We know what science is. So this is a new, newer in the grand scheme of things theory. So sometimes it's just tough to wrap your head around a newer theory that you can't see. And, you know, it doesn't it doesn't help that a lot of the people who are kind of manifestation gurus, some of them are like hippie, dippy, woo woo people, which is completely fine. And and there's nothing wrong with that. But for people who are skeptics, it's really easy to kind of attach a stigma to that, too, and be like, oh, well, these people are just, you know, full of crazy talk. (laughs) So I get it. I think that's why those two reasons. Yeah, and I want to say before we talk about the logic behind manifestation that a lot of manifestation in my opinion and my like personal logic behind it is like goal setting. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is just about totally. setting goals, keeping your focus on your goals and like achieving them, breaking them down into smaller pieces and achieving them. So for those of y'all who are very skeptical, like I think it's just like another way and another spin and another like a scientific explanation for why goal setting and focusing on the things that you want works. So I would love if you could kind of explain some other logical reasons why manifestation is a thing and um, how it kind of works on a daily basis. Absolutely. And and yeah, you said that so nicely. Like it really is if you get hung up on on the complex definition and, oh, well, what do I do? How do I work on that? Like, oh, it takes a lot of time and effort and energy. Really, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what you're saying is so true. It's it's just it's setting intentional goals and then focusing on them and sometimes not even consciously focusing on them, sometimes just having it in front of you so that your subconscious mind, which let me remind you, is actually accounts for 95% of everything you say, think, and do is your subconscious mind. Wow. If you can, you know, just understand that simple definition, it's a lot easier. But yes, to get into a couple of the more scientific kind of ways that this works. Um, So the one example that I love to talk about is um, basically how the part of your brain called the reticular activating system works. And I think we touched a little, did we touch on this in the last episode? Yeah, we did. So I won't go fully. Yeah, we did. But I would love for you to go go for it again. for sure. Um, So I love talking about this because I usually find that when I'm explaining manifestation, these examples that I give really help people to be like, oh, okay, I get it because it's something that happens to most of us. So your reticular activating system is a certain part of your brain. And and again, you have your subconscious mind and you have your conscious mind. Your conscious mind is what you are consciously aware of and what you are – you know, seeing and thinking and doing, but your subconscious mind, which you are not, it's it's involuntary. So it's, it's working all the time and it's, it makes up majority of what we're doing, um, is 95%. So like that's, that in itself is a hard fact to wrap your head around, but it's the truth. It really, that is the truth, like 95%. Mm -hmm. So as you can imagine, we need to learn how to work our, our 95% of our subconscious, just the way we work our conscious brain. 
Um, but for some reason, we think that if we can't consciously see it or understand it, that, oh, it must not not be real. So that's number one to wrap your head around is like the subconscious brain is a thing and it's there and it actually accounts for most of everything you're doing, feeling, thinking, saying. Okay. So the reticular activating system is that portion of your brain that's in charge of filtering your reality. So filtering what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're smelling, filtering all of that into your brain and then only showing your sub or sorry, only showing your conscious mind the things that are important. If you can imagine you're walking down the street, there are so many things coming at you, right? But you're not taking in everything. There are so many sounds and smells and everything, but you're only taking in what your subconscious brain, what your reticular activating system is telling you to take in. Because literally we would not be able to to focus and multitask on and like think about literally everything that's that's happening, right? Yeah. So an example that I really love to give of the reticular activating system at work, because the whole point of this is that we can train that part of our brain to focus and to filter what we want it to filter to us. So it's filtering things that are important to you. So if we decide that it's important to us to, you know, like you said, gain more, some more, I don't, I don't know how you said it, clarity or organization or, you know, if that's what oh, you're yeah. sanity, sanity, sanity. <laughs> so if that's what you're choosing that you want, you know, put forth in your physical reality, you are able to train the RAS to choose those things that are going to have that happen. So the example I love to give of this is, well, there are two. One is if you're at a sports game and or, you know, a, a concert or somewhere, a very crowded arena where there are all these people. So there's kind of that white noise of everyone talking, you know, and having conversations, but mm -hmm. you can't really, you can't really make out like what people are saying. You just hear all this chatter and you hear like cheers and you hear sirens or whatever you hear. Um, but you're just sitting next to one of your friends and having an intimate conversation. So you're hearing what your friend is saying. So I always love to say the example of like, you can't really hear, you're drowning out the outside voices. But if someone, you know, 50 feet away. No, maybe not 50. If someone like 20 feet away said your name, all of a sudden, like your ears would perk up, you would hear it and you would probably turn around, right? Like, oh, you hear your mm -hmm. name. So you're engulfed in this conversation. You're focusing on your friend. You're hearing them. You're not thinking consciously about anything else going on. But for some reason, when your name is called from far away, your brain picks up on that, right? So this is your reticular activating system knowing and, and choosing that your name is obviously important and it's going to filter that into your conscious brain when it hears it. So that's why you without thinking are like, huh? Oh, there's my name. Another example of this is the car example that I always give, which is like if you're shopping for a new car or maybe you have a crush on someone who has a certain car and so you think about it, all of a sudden, do you ever just you know get out on the road and feel like, you are seeing nothing but that car everywhere. And I know that's happened to me so many times, and I'm sure it's happened to you guys listening. That is not because there are more of that car on the road. It's because you are now noticing those cars on the road. And this is, again, your RAS, like deciding that that's important, flagging it as important because you have been focusing on it or you have been putting positive emotion and feeling towards that object, that car that you want or that car that you know someone you like has or whatever that has trained your RAS to be like, ding, ding, ding. Okay. That's important. And so then you're driving around and all of a sudden you're seeing it everywhere, but it's always been there, but now you're noticing it. And if you'll notice, you're not consciously like looking for that car. It's just like showing up. Right. So that's the way that's, that's the scientific part that I like to explain because it feels like 
an example that everyone has probably experienced. So we can train it that same way to basically focus and filter opportunities that'll lead us to anything we desire. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I think that that as well as there are other um, things that you can look into, like the placebo effect is a really interesting mm-hmm. one. Um, just like when people, you know, think that something good is happening in their life, good things actually do happen to them. It's actually a very studied effect that is, mm-hmm. you know, based in logic as well as neuroplasticity in our brain. And I think that's something that I'd love to talk about. Basically, neuroplasticity is the the fact that we can rewire our brains to think a certain way. So, I mean, that's that's what the core of it is, is that our brains are, you know, have this plasticity, they're moldable, they're formable. Mm-hmm. And so we can begin to change the things that we focus on and the way that we think about things. And that will in turn kind of change our outcomes. I loved discovering that neuroplasticity was a thing because it really is true that, you know, a good example of seeing this, seeing neuroplasticity at work and not necessarily in terms of manifestation, but it's like when you learn a new skill, like when you practice something, like you could have not known how to speak a language and then you learn a language, you practice a language and now you know the language, right? So in a weird way, in the same exact way that we can train our our brains and our you know, we can rewire ourselves to know something or to learn something. That's the same thing that we can do in terms of wiring the way that we think or our habits and changing and forming new habits. I used to just say like matter of factly, like I'm not a morning person. I'm just not like, I'm just not, I'm not wired that way. I don't want to wake up. I just physically know. Right. And then (laughs) I literally did like rewire my brain to a like not have that belief like first I needed to be like okay I'm saying this like a fact and I'm making this a belief that I have and so I'm making myself not be able to change it because I used to try to change it and I like couldn't but it was because I created this belief that was like I'm not a morning person so therefore even though I tried to change it I couldn't change it but when you actually start like reframing that belief and like not saying that not saying oh I'm not a morning person and and saying like I'm a morning person I love mornings even if you don't like you got to be it till you believe it, fake it till you make it, (laughs) you will actually rewire your brain, like your physical brain, not just, oh, like I changed my thinking. It's like, yes, you did, but actually on a scientific and physical level, which is really cool. And another way for people to understand this is actually for people who are like victims of crimes or go through trauma in their lives, they actively try to filter out like bad things that have happened to them that they end up believing things that didn't happen happened. And I think that's a really, really good example. Like somebody who might've seen like uh, a shooting or somebody that saw someone get killed, they might rewire those thoughts in their brain to think that they weren't actually there or they saw something different than they actually saw because they they don't want to believe whatever actually happened. So that's a great example of neuroplasticity at work. And I think it's another great example what you said because- once you begin to believe, oh, I can be a morning person, then you're training your brain into, you know, doing the things that will eventually create you into a morning person. Opening those possibilities. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. We can create false memories. We can do all our brains can do amazing and crazy things. And, you know, it's just we could talk about it literally for hours. <laughs> I know. There's so many, there's so many things. Cause then there's the whole mind body connection and how powerful our mind, basically our minds are so freaking powerful, you guys. And that's just the truth. And so this is really awesome because 
when you realize the control that you can have and the things that you can train that powerful tool that is your mind to do, oh my gosh, your life has changed forever. Like you literally, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'd love to circle back to the law of attraction because you briefly mentioned it at the beginning, but I'd love for you to explain foundationally what it is as well as how that allows us to manifest things. Yeah, absolutely. So the law of attraction really at its core is a very simple definition. It's that like attracts like. So positive attracts positive, negative attracts negative. Um, Karma, if you will, you could say if you're someone who is a believer in, you know, karma that what comes around goes around. If you treat people, you know, the golden rule, like treat people how you want to be treated. Um, That really is the law of attraction at work. And this can happen on a personal level. It can happen, you know, in terms of relationships or or interactions between people. Um, but it really just means that, you know, everything, everything bad or negative or something that happens to you that you don't want or that causes fear or worry or a negative emotion is a low frequency vibration. So it's just, you know, imagine that feeling you get when you get a parking ticket and you're like, oh, like you feel frustrated and you feel angry. Those types of feelings give out an energy. And the important thing to just understand about energy is that every single thing in the whole world all the time has energy. The table has energy. This microphone has energy. Everything physical has energy, but also your thoughts and your emotions like love and and sadness have energy. And mm-hmm. that's that scientifically is the truth. And so when we're talking about the law of attraction, it's kind of like you know, the laws, the law of cause and effect. It's another universal law. Cause and effect is that if something happens, there will be an effect. If you cause it, there will be an effect, right? Um, every action has a reaction, that type of stuff. So the law of attraction is the same type of thing. Like attracts like those low vibration, negative frequencies. If something bad happens to you, back to the morning example, you know, you stub your toe, you spill your coffee. If you hold on to that emotion and you're giving off that energy that is the low frequency energy, you are attracting more of that low frequency energy. And so maybe you'll find that more bad things happen throughout that day. And part of it too is that we are thinking, we are in that headspace of that low energy. So we're also reading things that are happening as being bad and being Mm -hmm. low energy, right? So sometimes it's not even like that bad, like your day wasn't even that terrible, but you're in that low frequency like vibrational state. And so you're literally not only is it going to be worse, but you're viewing things as bad. If you are able to shake that and get back onto that positive higher frequency vibration, you'll find that you're not only viewing things that happen the rest of the day as not negative, you're viewing them more positively, but you're also attracting more positive things. So that's really it at the end of the day. And I think it's also good to mention, like, for example, if you wake up and you spill your coffee and you begin to get stuck in this like negative slump, that's when more and more bad things tend to happen in your day. You know, you miss your subway, your meeting at work goes poorly you know you spill your drink at happy hour like all these things tend to like pile up on top of each other yes instead of if you just spilled your coffee in the morning being like oh dang I gotta make a new cup of coffee let's get my new cup of coffee and get out the door like instead of thinking about it that way um you're training your brain to think oh like bad things are happening like we got we lower our vibration in order to kind of have all these other things happen to us Absolutely. And it's not always the easiest to train yourself out of that. I have a friend who we talk very often about this because she admires my ability to shake the small things. Like, you know, if I did spill my coffee, like to just be like, okay, it's fine. Let me change my pants. No, <laughs> who cares? And move on. Right. Yeah. Like, 
but she has admitted and she's very aware that she has a hard time doing that. Like things just do emotionally affect her. And I do want to point out that like every human has a different level of, you know, certain chemicals in your brain that trigger different emotions and there's nothing to be ashamed about or feel weird about if you are a more emotional person. You know, I feel like I'm an emotional person, but I won't like cry if I spill my coffee, but like some people really do get like feel very emotional when bad things happen. So I don't want you to feel bad about that, but I want you to know that there are ways to train out of that. And so I talk to my friend all the time about this and she's like, but I just, I don't get it. Like, how do you shake the small stuff? And there are so many different strategies, but first and foremost, just being aware that like you're doing it. So like you spill your coffee and then you start having all these negative feelings being aware of like, oh my gosh, here I am. I'm having all these negative feelings. Sometimes simply the awareness kind of makes you stop that, that thought. And the awareness that you're in control of the fact that you're putting negative emotions with whatever happened. Right. Once you think about that and you're like, oh, this is kind of embarrassing. I'm doing this to myself. Like, oh, that, and that's also like, you know, a topic we could talk about forever, which is that you are responsible and you are responsible for everything in your life. And people don't want to swallow that pill. They want to blame external factors. They want to blame circumstances. But at the end of the day, if you can decide to choose to take responsibility for everything that happens to you, like I got a parking ticket. Okay, well, you parked in a spot you weren't supposed to park in. Like, <laughs> like don't blame other things. Just like say you messed up, right? But it, But really, if you can like train yourself to do that, then – it's a total game changer. Cause then in that moment, you're like having those negative thoughts and you're like, wait, Adrian, you know, you can like not do that. And then you're, you feel silly. You're like, okay, let me like switch this. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, that was a tangent, but that's a really good, those are good examples. Yeah. So basically to clarify the law of attraction is the foundation for why manifestation works, right? Yes, correct. The law of attraction is a universal law, one of 12. And manifestation, the word manifest is just, it's what you're doing when you are putting the law of attraction to work in your favor. You are you are choosing to utilize the law of attraction to manifest things into your physical reality because that's all manifesting means is, is bringing things into your physical reality through the power of your thinking and your thoughts and your feelings, your emotions. Yeah. Okay. So more on the skeptical mm -hmm. side of things. Um, a lot of people reject manifestation, I feel like, because they think it's like a religion or some like, you know, woo woo spiritual hippy dippy situation, which we talked about earlier because, and they think it like compromises their religious beliefs or it doesn't, you know, work with it. So how do you think manifestation and religion either work together yeah. or work in opposition? I actually love this question and, and thinking about this. And actually I had this same conversation with my boyfriend that day at the beach when we were talking Amazing. about the wind. You're prepared for yeah. this episode. Uh, a little backstory. Like I grew up literally not religious at all. My dad was Jewish. My mom was Christian, but both kind of just like didn't care and didn't believe in God. And so me growing up as a kid, we would celebrate holidays and we kind of would learn like the history of both sides a little bit. But at the end of the day, like religion was not a part of my life at all. And so something that I've taken upon myself though, as I've gotten older is I've like been very curious about, you know, I want, I, I want to be able to talk to my friends who are religious and not be like shutting them down or judgmental or anything, but I want to understand. I want to understand like, what is this to you and what does this mean and how? And so something I've done is I've like gone to church a couple times with people like just to like see, cause I still, I'm just not religious and that's just my personal preference and I don't believe in God personally. But what was so interesting about going to church with, with my friends is that 
what I've realized is that we're all saying the same message, whether you are Christian, Jewish, spiritual, atheist, whatever. When you talk about, you know, putting God, like putting your life plan in God's hands or like letting God, um, you know, show you the right path or just letting him decide, saying that is the same as us you know, spiritual or, you know, whatever people who aren't religious saying that the we have the power in our higher selves or our brains or our, you know, physical bodies that we, if we let go of the outcome and we just let things happen or we let the universe just show us the way, like we're saying the same thing. I have just found that for some people, it's really comfortable to put that on another thing that's a being or a person or, you know, whatever, to, to people, whatever a God is to them, that is, it's very comfortable and helpful sometimes to put that on to them because then you really feel this physical sense of like release and relief and like, okay, this isn't mm-hmm. on me. And some people don't want to carry that responsibility or that burden. What I find though, is that for me, I'm also releasing it and, and, you know, putting it out there, but instead of me viewing it as, a God, like, oh, the path is in God's hands or this. I just think of it as the path is in my own hands. I actually kind of like that responsibility of my own higher self, my brain. Like I have the power to decide and I have the power to let the universe point me in the right direction. So I just feel, I actually feel like at the end of the day, having an open mind to the fact that a lot of us, whether you're religious or not, and no matter what religion you are, a lot of the messaging and the principles, the foundations are the same. We're just replacing like God and Jesus with other things, like with our higher selves, our brain power, our subconscious mind, like those types of things. So that's personally how I view it. Um, so I would really advise, like, I think if you are religious or you've, you're someone who is questioning like, well, you know, does this conflict or what's the difference here? I I challenge you to have an open mind about it and try it because what you'll realize is that by us letting go, you know, to manifest, you have to let go of the outcomes. You have to let go of the how and why, and you just have to let it work. Just let it flow, let it happen, kind of forget about it. So the same way that you would maybe um, do that, or, you know, the same way you would maybe pray, pray for something, pray for health, pray for happiness. That is intentional focusing. That's literally visualizing. That is visualizing and feeling you're just putting it on to something else, but it's the same thing as sitting there and having a vision board and looking at it and closing your eyes and feeling the emotions and feeling like focusing on that thing you want. So I challenge you to try it and just to view it that way. Cause I I think we're all more similar than we think. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And I really respect that and love that you can talk about that because I would like to say my own side of things, which we, I feel like we agree on some things, but not necessarily everything. And that's totally fine. I'm sure people listening to this will be on different sides of the coin. Um, But I personally, I don't know if you know this, but I grew up in church. I was a Christian born and raised, and I personally do believe in God. And I I find manifestation and religion actually work very well in tandem with each other just because I see manifestation as, you know, the side of things where you are taking control of what your life looks like. And in the Bible, it says that God gives you free will. And so Mm -hmm. you are able to do the things you want to do, but he has an ultimate plan. And so that's something I personally believe. But I also think like within our own like physical reality, we, you know, I have the power right now to grab my phone. I have the power right now to go make my bed. I have the power to like do all these like 
these tasks in my life. And so I feel like some of it has to do with, you know, what God wants for me and the direction of my life and all of those things. But also I do believe some of it is exactly like my own free will, the way that I want to shape and change my life. So I feel like for those of y'all who are skeptical because you're religious, I would just view it in the way of like, like I said earlier, like it's essentially setting your goals and focusing on the things that you want. And if you, if you want to replace the term the universe with God, with um, anything like that, it works exactly the same. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why they go really well together. And like you said, I feel like a lot of religions actually get at a lot of the same things as well. I really do agree with that. I think that's a really, really good perspective. And I'm actually like, I love hearing that because sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I knew more like about religion and just like, I think that's such a good perspective. It's because it's like, if God has a plan for you and you are, but you're on this journey and you're not, you know, at that end ending point yet, part of, again, with manifestation, part of it is that you have to just like, let it flow and let it happen. And so if you know that God has a plan for you and you are letting flow the process and like making the choices along the way, you, and you are trusting that your choices that, that you are compelled to make perhaps from things you're manifesting and, and et cetera, you are trusting that that will bring you still ultimately to that, like down that right path and Mm -hmm. to that end goal. And I love it. I think it totally works in tandem. Yeah. Well, awesome. I think that's a great conversation and just something I wanted to throw out there for y'all skeptics. If you're listening, I don't know how many skeptics are listening. I feel like the people who listen to my podcast like manifestation as a topic. Yeah, totally. I love that you brought up religion though, because that's something I haven't thought much about because I personally don't like practice a religion every day. Um, So I actually love thinking about that perspective. It really like it opens my eyes because I just haven't thought a lot about it. So it's cool. Okay. So in our last episode, we talked a lot about manifesting things subconsciously and how we can actually focus our energy on bad things and manifest the wrong things into our lives. So how would you recommend that people stop manifesting things that they don't want into their life, whether that be a person or a thing or, you know, actions? I don't know. What would you say? Mm-hmm. Totally. So it's really, really, first and foremost, it's important to understand that your subconscious brain does not understand the difference between negatives and positives in the sense of if you're saying like, if you're trying to manifest, okay, no, let me give this example. When I say like, don't think of an elephant, like, what are you going to think of? Probably an elephant because I said, don't think of an elephant, but the word elephant was still there, right? So, so the, so your subconscious brain works that way where you can't be saying like, I don't want this, or I want less of this because the, this is still the thing you're focusing on. You're just focusing on wanting less of it. So you have to be very careful that you're always phrasing things in terms of gain or in terms of, you know, the positive side. So if you're saying like, if you're trying to say, I want less bills to pay or whatever, instead of saying like, I want fewer bills, you'd want to say like, I want financial freedom or I want, you know, um, more money or whatever it is. Like you don't want to be focusing on the bills at all. So if you're, if someone like keeps coming back into your life and you don't know why yours, you may, even without realizing it, be focusing on them. And it might not even be like a negative thing. You may be like, wow. Like you may be thinking about how being like being away from them has helped you move on and has helped you become a better person and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, that's still focusing on them. So you just have to be very mindful that you're not accidentally focusing on 
that person or that thing that you do not want. So be very intentional about what you're saying. Secondly, if you feel like you are being intentional and you don't feel like you're thinking about them or you don't feel like, you know, you're confused, you're like, why does this keep happening? I genuinely don't understand. Then I actually suggest like sitting down with yourself for a second and having a deeper dive into your own mind. Because remember, if 95% of our mind is, is subconscious, then you could you may not be consciously thinking about that person or dwelling on that person. But if you have any thing that's unresolved or unfinished or something you wish you could have asked them or something, I don't know, like if there's anything that you are holding on to that involves them, even if it's not conscious, you're like, no, I'm not thinking about them. But I want you to dig deep, really dig deep and and think about whether without even knowing you could be holding on to something involving that thing or that person that keeps coming back. Um, I think that's, that has, has really helped me with, uh, not manifesting the wrong things. Um, so that's more in the sense of like a person or a thing. Also in general though, you do have to just be very aware. And we did talk about this last time that we are manifesting all the time, whether we know we are or not. So what's beautiful about this. And even for skeptics, it's like, well, you're, you are manifesting and you're either manifesting positively or negatively, whether you are aware or not. So why not take control and decide to be aware and to choose how we're going to. So if you find yourself manifesting the wrong things, take a look at your attitude. Get have a little attitude check and be like, well, am I a negative person? Do I dwell on things? Do I blame external factors? Do I try to control things that I can't control? Do like, do I get mad at you know? Do I get mad at the weather? Do I get mad at like, do I let one little thing in my mind feel like it's going to ruin the whole day? And be really real with yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and really freaking be real. Like, look your demons in the face and be like, okay, yep, I'm a pretty negative person. Because if you can realize that like, you know, maybe you're doing some of those things. And again, sometimes it's subconscious. I have to have that reality check sometimes where I'm like, Adrian, I'll be like, why am I in such a mood? And I'll sit there and be like, oh, because you keep freaking dwelling on this one thing. Okay, let's change that right now. And that's something that takes practice and it takes, you know, that kind of reframing and being aware, but getting to know yourself and how you think and how you act can really help you to analyze that. But that's kind of my advice for manifesting things you don't want is to make sure you've really let go subconsciously and consciously of whatever the thing is and make sure you're always framing in the the positive or in the gain and don't be framing in terms of I don't want this or I want less of this because at the end of the day your brain only hears this yay more of this oh you want more bills okay more coming your way yeah yeah absolutely so how would you say because someone asked how would you say that you manifest large things into your life because i'm sure all of us myself included i'm like i want a house one day i want you know i've dreamed of driving a lamborghini since i was like seven years old i want a a lamborghini aventador it's probably going to be like bright orange Uh, or something really bougie uh um but obviously, that's not going to happen right now. Hopefully, actually, no, we're going to put positivity out. A Lamborghini is going to show up on my my sidewalk today. But yeah, we we all want to manifest like really large things into our lives. So how would you go about doing that? So my biggest piece of advice for big things is, and you actually just said it exactly the way that I would tell someone not to say it, not because you just did it wrong, but this is exactly what we're talking about here. And this is something I only just learned as well is that I feel like the important thing when it comes to bigger things, there is no limit. I want to emphasize there is zero limit on what you can manifest. Okay. Well, if it's physically possible, you probably can't manifest learning how to fly because 
humans cannot fly. But if it's physically possible, you can manifest anything. There is no limit. And here's the advice for how. With the bigger things that seem overwhelming or too much or, oh, I couldn't right now. The right now, that's the important part to focus on. You do not want to create a timestamp. You don't want to, yeah. you know. So even if you want something huge, you want a house, you want you know, whatever. And you might think it's very out of your realm of possibility right now, but it's important to not assign a timeline. So not say, oh, well in five years, but also not say, oh, tomorrow. The reason why is because first of all, it absolutely is possible. You, my friend could literally have a Lamborghini tomorrow on your doorstep. Like you just said, that could happen. It also could not happen. Right. And part of what happens when you add a timestamp is it does create that resistance and that tension, that stress. If you're like, it has to, okay, I have one year to do this. Yeah. Well, then as it gets closer to that year, if you haven't yet, you start to get anxious and you start to freak out, right? So if you just put those big things on your list, focus on them still, have them on your vision board, but then let go of the when and the how because that's what you have to do anyway. So it's the same exact process. I just think what happens there's no difference in the process of small and big things. But what happens accidentally is that with big things, we tend to assign like a very specific timestamp or we tend to do what you said, which is like, not right now, but like hopefully one day. But it's like <laughs> even by saying not right now, you are shutting off the possibility of that happening anytime soon. Sure, if we want to be realistic and we want to say like, maybe we're not focused on it yet. Like maybe you have other things you're trying to manifest before a Lamborghini, right? Because maybe the Lamborghini will come once you've manifested the amazing job in New York and the other, right? Like, so my advice is to just still, still manifest those things, still have those on your list, but don't get hung up on the timeline. Don't shut it out from happening soon, but don't force it to happen soon. Don't force it to happen in five years and, you know. That's my biggest advice for that. Absolutely. And you actually just answered kind of our last question. So we'll go ahead and wrap up with this. So like, like you said, you can't really put a timeline on things because you'll eventually create resistance through that. But when we want to manifest something big, like how do we let go of that expectation or just in general? I've, I'm sure a lot of us, like I said, have like kind of a timeline of when we want things to happen. For example, easy example, a lot of us are like, I want to be married by this age, or I want to have kids by this age. How do we let go of those expectations of the timelines that we've put on certain things? Yeah. I mean, at a very basic level, like not even getting into the nitty gritty, you just have to trust, 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 trust that when it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. So you could be sitting there like, well, I need to be married by the time I'm 28. And like, I respect your desire to do that. I respect what you want. But I also challenge you to think about the fact that it's going to happen when it is supposed to and is right to happen. If you want that by 28 and you aren't creating resistance, then that will mean that'll happen when you're 28. But so my my piece of advice for that kind of is that you'll never fully know when something will happen. You have to trust. And it is really, really hard. But that's why I tell people to start really small because what happens is once you learn how to manifest and you start with something that has no stakes, so it obviously was very easy to let go of the outcome. Once you practice that and do that, then you become like you slowly go bigger, 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 like start small and then work your way up and make sure at each level that you're able to still let go of the outcome. And sometimes it just takes practice. Once you're like a manifesting expert and you know how to let go of that outcome and that when and that how, 
then you can start to assign kind of rough timelines. You could like for you, you could be like, you know, by next year, I want to be living in the city with a job. That's totally fine because if you're at the point where you just trust that it's going to happen the way it's supposed to happen and that I'm not going to get hung up on the details or the when or the how or maybe something else comes up that you end up wanting more, like who knows, right? If you just trust it and you let go, then there's nothing wrong with saying I want this next year because throughout that whole process, getting closer to that deadline is not going to cause you more stress or more anxiety. Yeah. When you're when you're creating, like when you are letting a timeline stress you out, that's when you're creating resistance and you're not. So back to like how to let it go. It really can be difficult, especially when things have high stakes. You just have to kind of trust, just literally shut your eyes and be like, okay, like I'm just going to trust it. And again, the best way to not freak out (laughs) by doing that is to do that with something smaller and watch it work. And when it works, you're like, okay, this, and sometimes that's that proof we need. Right. Um, so practice it with smaller things that have lower stakes. And sometimes it's fun to just be like, all right, screw it. Like, <laughs> and also sometimes when the stakes are really high, sometimes you literally don't have another choice. Like, yeah. let's say you didn't have the money to pay your rent next month and you're like, shoot, I'm literally screwed. Right. Like if I don't have my rent money, like those are the highest stakes I could possibly think of. Like I need my rent money. It's in those moments sometimes though, when you actually feel like you don't have a choice. Like it's your only option is to just trust that something's, it's going to work out. Something's going to happen. You just, you have to, right? Because there's no other option. So like, I've been in positions like that before where I've been like, all right, universe, here we go. (laughs) I have literally no other option. So do your thing. And it's like, I have also seen amazing miracles happen that way too. So really it's just about getting comfortable trusting the process. Um, and you know, once you really learn to let go, which will happen if you start small, then you can put timelines on things. Yeah. And I wanted to go back to my example with getting a job and moving to New York, which I I know it's going to happen. But Mm -hmm. I want to say that the reason why I know I can put a timeline like that on on that goal is because all the steps that I need to do to get there, I already know and have full trust that they will happen. So step one, I have to graduate college. I have gotten really good grades throughout all of college. I've always been a great student. So there is like no way that I'm not going to graduate college. Like it's just a given, which is very awesome. I'm very excited. And then it's like, okay, you have to know that you can afford to move to New York. And I've been just a really good saver for so many years that I know that I have the money to move to New York. So as long as the money, you know, doesn't disappear Mm -hmm. out of my bank account, which I trust that it won't, I know that I have, you know, that's like another check off the list. So I feel like it's in those moments where you can like, you know, maybe define steps towards what you want to manifest and have full and complete faith that you will be able to get each of those steps along the way. That's when you can kind of realistically see, okay, how long is it going to take me for me to complete those? So yeah, breaking down bigger goals into smaller chunks is super helpful. Um, And I but I also want to challenge that and say that even if like a big thing with manifestation, though, is that the path that you think is going to get you to that end result sometimes isn't going to be. And sometimes by focusing on only one path, like, oh, well, I have to, okay, like I'm a saver and I have money, but I want to challenge you. What if all that money went away? Would you then not believe that you could manifest that job still? Because you can, and it would just come to you in a different way. And like, that's one of the biggest things though, is we actually have to let go of how it's going to happen. And that part's really hard. Like our minds are like, no, I'm going to make a path. I'm going to make steps. 
And like, that's all really, that's great for like being productive. And that's great for having goals. It's almost like it's a separate thing with the manifesting is like, you'll go towards each of these steps. But then if one step gets thrown off you, it's your job to still trust that there will be another way. Right. Because if someone's trying to, if someone's trying to manifest a trip to Greece or something, then they're going to start to focus on money. Okay. Well, I need the money for the trip, but that's then eliminating the possibility that a friend could invite you for free. A brand could want to send you, send you, you could win a free trip, right? There's Mm -hmm. so many different ways that you could get to Greece without having to earn money. So when you're focusing and, and only thinking about, I need to make money so I can go to Greece and you're creating the how, then you're actually shutting off all the other like tunnels, all the other options of getting there. So totally like, yes, break things down, but don't be so um, hung up on each of those steps. Like it really helps because you have to take inspired action. That's part of it. So you are taking inspired action. But then if one of them doesn't go the way you thought, you still have to trust that there's going to be a different step or a different path to still get there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that is it for all the questions. That was so, so good. That was so fun. Oh my gosh. So thank you so much for being on today's episode, Adrian. I just feel like we could literally do an episode together every single week and we would have so much to talk about. We literally could. And I think that's why people really loved our episode is just because it's like such a good conversation and I'm just like so engaged and uh, I love it. So why don't you go ahead and let people know where they can find you and yeah. Yeah. So I'm all over social. Uh, (laughs) um, She's everywhere, guys. I'm everywhere. I'm watching. No, I'm not. Um, oh my gosh. So she is the universe. <laughs> I literally am. Oh my God. Plot twist. I'm the universe. <laughs> no. Um, so on my social medias, Instagram, Adrian Finch, uh, and then my podcast is Self Made Mastery. So on Instagram, it's Self Made Mastery Pod, P O D. Um, and that's pretty much, I mean, I'm on YouTube, I'm on TikTok, but I do totally different things over there. This brand, this kind of, you know, the manifestation and, and, mindset shifting and business and productivity. Those are all self-made mastery podcast, um, which you can find anywhere that podcasts are available. Oh my gosh. I love when people say that. Cause I'm like, are there people who have podcasts in only one place except for Michelle Obama now? Michelle yeah, Obama is yeah. only on Spotify, but Right. There are some like Spotify original, whatever, but no, I mean, I think everyone else is pretty much everywhere. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. This is so fun. Uh, Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe down the road, we're going to need a part three. Maybe what we need to start doing is we need to have like manifestation challenges and then like somehow we come back and like talk about whether what like how it worked for us. Yeah, what like happened? Maybe, oh my yeah, gosh. I don't That'd know. That'd be a we'll great to, idea. Right? We'll like trying to manifest something for 30 days and then, yeah, we'll brainstorm. So stay oh tuned, my gosh. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and I will catch y'all in the next one. Bye. Bye.